if you're unaware, Alpha is going to be here. If you didn't see the banners, you need to go to Specsavers. The banners are out there. 17th of February, encourage you to pray about who you're going to invite along. Um, and I'm going to ask Nathan. Yeah, uh, yeah, Nathan, you're right to do this. We're just going to do something a little bit different here. So um, Nathan is going to kind of introduce Reuben, but he's going to do it a little bit differently. So um, Young Guns, this is the introduction. Don't forget, you can encourage the best out of us when we're up here. You get more out of Reuben by um, encouraging him in your heart. I definitely envision this being uh, like a couple of couches in the corner, and, but just didn't quite have time. But I just wanted to kind of just get a few questions out of Ruben, just so we can kind of get to know him a little bit more. So just a bit of vital stats for us, Ruben, if that's all right. Age, studying or a job, and your favourite water activity. Okay. I just turned 18 a couple Woo. of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I'm about to study engineering at university. And my favourite water activity will soon be surfing. Fantastic. Haven't started, but it will be. <laughs> um, a little follow-up question to that is, you know, kind of going into study and things like that, uh, what do you feel to be the most pressing issue today kind of facing young people, such as yourself? Um, I think often peer pressure, especially out in the world, can often be a big issue. Trying to stay true to your faith and to Christianity can be hard especially when you're not surrounded by people that do love God as well. So I think that's something that can definitely be helped. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're going to sail around the world. What's the name of your boat? The Wild One. <laughs> as, as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, a professional soccer player for the Socceroos. There's still time? No, <laughs> no. Uh, what would your superpower be and why? Teleportation. Because I do not enjoy driving. It's so boring. <laughs> and your most used emoji? Thumbs up. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, Ruben has a few piles of paper there, so we'll let him get started for us. Cheers. All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church. Uh, first off... Can we give a good hand to Priya for doing such a good job last week? And also to the visiting minstrel family. That was so good. I honestly could have listened to that instead of this, but um, that's all good. <clears throat> all right. What is the one thing that can connect all people around the world, that can go beyond all ages, races and religions? Music. For thousands of years, humans have been creating music. Sure, it's dramatically changed over the centuries, but it is still a constant throughout all cultures in the past, present, and will be in the future. Whether it be a beautiful classical piece by Beethoven or a groovy earth, wind, and fire tune, there is no doubt that music can connect all humans. But more importantly, it can connect us to God. For me personally, the times I have felt closest to God have been during the worship period of services here. 
There's a man named David in the Bible. And in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 23, he demonstrates the power music can have through God. It says, And whenever the harmful spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the harmful spirit departed from him. David's gift of worship and music was able to refresh Saul to the point that the harmful spirit departed him. The power of worship truly is strong. The power of human sin, however, can often be stronger. I remember before I started coming to DR, my family and I were looking for a new church. And so we went through a stage of visiting a few churches in our local area to check them out. And often for me, I found the worship part of the service quite disappointing. It didn't fit to my very subjective taste of music or I didn't like how I felt like a concert, or even going so far as to critique the skill of the musicians. I was looking for the worship space to serve me, rather than looking to serve God through the worship. I was serving myself instead of serving God. There's a story in 2 Samuel chapter 6 that shows quite perfectly how we should feel when we worship God. I'm going to start from verse 16. But just to summarise, before this, King David and his people are bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. So there's a big procession through the streets and music and praise and worship before God. And throughout this, David was wearing a linen ephod, which is a linen priestly garment often worn by a young child and also quite tight-fitting. He's basically wearing minimal clothing, especially for a king. Now from verse 16. But as the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, Michal, the daughter of Saul, looked down from her window. When she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she was filled with contempt for him. When David returned home to bless his own family, Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. She said in disgust, How distinguished the king of Israel looked today! shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. David retorted to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord, who chose me above your father and all his family. He appointed me as the leader, so I celebrate before the Lord. Yes, I am willing to look even more foolish than this, and even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. Yes, I am willing to look even more foolish and even to be humiliated in my own eyes. As a regular human, the last thing I'd want is to look even more foolish and to be humiliated in my own eyes. The servant-heartedness required to be willing to do that is amazing and exactly how it should be. 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 18 to 24 says, and on that day, Gad went to David and said to him, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aronah, the Jebusite. So David went up, as the Lord had commanded him through Gad. When Aronah looked and saw the king and his officials coming toward him, he went out and bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. Aronah said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? To buy your threshing floor, David answered. 
so I can build an altar to the Lord, that the plague on the people may be stopped. Arana said to David, Let my lord the king take whatever he wishes and offer it up. Here are oxen for the burnt offering, and here are threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. Your majesty, Arana, gives all this to the king. Arana also said to him, May the Lord your God accept you. But the king replied to Arana, No, I, on, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. We're not here to serve ourselves. Serving ourselves is easy. We don't come to church so we can listen to the worship and go, I really do not like these songs. Oh, wow, that piano player does not know how to play Oh Praise the Name. <laughs> or even, all right, God, I'm here. I need some help. Please. No. We're here to lay down everything before God and praise and worship him like he deserves. We are here to serve God and to be willing to look even more foolish and even be humiliated in our own eyes before the Lord. And that's it. Short and sweet. Thanks, mate.